Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I was just comparing the uh, El Segundo Times voter guide with ours, which we just posted up on Friday. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, the ballot measures, it's actually closer than you think. Uh, about 50-50 that we agree with them. Well... It doesn't matter what they think. It only matters what we think. That's true. Life and gets... I'm scrolling down here and I see, oh, my God, another Yaroslavsky. Oh, for Council District 5, Katie Young Yaroslavsky. Yeah, the daughter. Zev's daughter. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Young will, oh, no. Young Yaroslavsky will bring to the position not just an expertise on policy, but an understanding of the complexity of homelessness <laughs> and other problems the city faces. Yeah, that's what we need. Wow. We need more of an understanding as to why we're supposed to spend billions and billions of dollars on nothing. Yeah, and of course they back Mike Bonin's clone for you know your what? district, Aaron this... Darling. He's a, he's a he will be a thoughtful and strong steward. <clears throat> we're residents, a district where residents worry about crime, traffic, brush fires, and homelessness, among other problems. That's a yeah. ringing endorsement. Yeah, that's all created by the government. All the, all the crime problems are created by the government. Right. Because they're not, they don't put criminals in jail. Simple. I, you know what the thing is? What, I, what I've noticed is, and this is a tactic, and it, it could be the Times, it could be certain politicians, activists. Oh, no, the problem is very complicated. No, no it's not complicated. Look at the cities where there, or the states where there isn't a problem. What do they do differently? Oh, they put criminals in prison. Ah, what do you know? A homeless? Oh, they make them move along. Can't, li- can't live on the sidewalk. That, that's, that, that's, that's what happens. You, you take action. You cannot cure all the personal problems that the human race has. It's impossible. And I, I've started to realize we made some sort of terrible, went down a terrible road some years ago. And I don't know what triggered this. The idea that every human being has to be saved by the government or saved by the taxpayer. That we're all responsible for everybody else's personal problems inside their house. It takes a village. That's where that started. I think Hillary, even, Hillary and I, Bill Clinton. Yeah, I think it even predated that. So, uh, 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 the, the, where the roots of this, the roots of this, I think, go back. I actually think it goes back to when 
when those daytime talk shows got popular, uh, uh, exploiting people's uh, personal addictions and abusive relationships. And it created a generation of people saying, oh, look at other people suffering. I see them every day. Is there anything we can do? And after, I don't know, 30, 40 years of experiments, no, there's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do with people who have bad childhoods, who have, who have addictions, who were born with personality disorders in their brain. How about that? There's nothing we can do. When they're criminals, we can lock them up, and that'll, that'll take care of uh, those issues. All right, so check out the voter guide at KFIAM640.com, the John and Ken page. Uh, the big story locally here today, and it actually began on the weekend, after the L.A. Unified School District Superintendent Alberto Carvalho said he would not negotiate or pay a ransom to hackers who said they had hacked into the L.A. Unified School District database, the group did apparently release some of the data online. Friday was when Carvalho made it clear he wouldn't pay. The group said uh, they had until Monday to pay, but I guess they changed their mind when they heard that Carvalho was not going to pay, and they started releasing this data that they have. The It's a syndicate called Vice Society. Uh, apparently they've hacked other school district databases around the country, um, and I bet I wonder if the, I bet you those other school districts paid, and that's why they keep doing it. I think one of them did. I read, but I don't think they all do. But you know, you don't need to get everybody to pay. You just keep doing no, this, and right. it's and like it's, your usual scammer. You make a thousand phone calls, you get one sucker. Yeah, I mean, if you can get hundred, because it's not hard to hack into government websites because they never spent the money on securing them. Right. So a lot of government websites are defenseless. Now, a lot of government websites don't have anything interesting to hack into. They thought they'd have something by threatening, releasing private information. But children don't have much private information. Outside the Social Security numbers that are in there, you know, the way to get around that is just have the government give these kids new Social Security numbers. They're saying that confidential information of employees was not stolen, but they were less certain about students. Names, grades, course schedules, disciplinary records, but there's, disability status. That doesn't sound like there's much. no market for that. Supposedly some W-9 forms appeared to be in the data dump. That's for employers or other entities to verify their name, address and tax ID number, like a Social Security number. This is usually somebody who's like an independent contractor. So it yeah, could be they dumped some information on some people who filed W-9s to do work for the school district. Not worth paying for. Who cares? They, they have set up an incident response hotline, an 855 number. But it only runs until 3.30. The afternoon is already turned off for the day. <laughs> it's not quite the hotline. <laughs> I love these School hot- hours, 6 a.m. to 3.30. I love these hotlines that <laughs> don't really work or not really tended to. Yeah. All kinds uh, of hotlines. Right. Uh, so, so far, I mean, it's kind of a nothing burger from what we can tell. Well, they were, the, they were right not to pay anything. I don't, I don't think anybody I guess should. that's why he didn't. He probably realized, based on what they were able to surmise, what was released and thought well, it's not the worst thing in the world. Well, I mean, these aren't the nuclear codes. I mean, what, what are we talking about here? Kids' grades? Really? 
No, the key is social security numbers because that's how people steal steal forget, identities, forget, forget and that the, gets annoying and complicated and can be expensive. Not, can't not stop for it. A, not for a little kid. He hasn't done anything. He well, no. The concern yet. was was it going to be employees who uh, have yeah, data well, in there too? Because to they get paid. You have to give them a new number. They uh, let them fend for themselves. No tax money. But uh, the, the solution is then what? To give give tax money. So that some people uh, aren't, uh, some people are not inconvenienced with a stolen number. It's like, it's the way life uh, is. You know, stealing somebody's ID—that's nasty and complicated. We've talked about that many not, times on the show. I over don't want to pay my tax money. It can take years to undo that you know, damage. That's the bad luck there for them. But what if it was your? ID? I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect any. What if they tapped into iHeart? I, I would and stole not, your crap. I would not expect any tax money to be spent on it. I would well, say it wouldn't be. It would be private company money. I but. wouldn't expect. I wouldn't expect private company. I, it's, it's like, hey, bad luck for me. I'll, I'll do what I can to fix it. My problem, not yours. They supposedly stole 500 gigabytes of data, but I wonder if they only put a little bit online to try to make the point that we have a lot more because it's not really clear from these stories what was revealed. I didn't look, and I don't know who did, but. See, I'm very consistent. I don't want to spend my money on anybody else's problems, and I don't expect anyone else to spend their money on my problems. Well, the problem is, though, your data is with other entities, so yeah, it's I not know. always but up I, to you. But I know, I know, I know every, the whole world is screwed. This whole online electronic data idea is a bad idea. I'm resigned that stuff is going to get stolen. I, because there's, you know, when you had it locked up in a file cabinet, it's very difficult to steal this stuff. It just wasn't practical. But you put it online, and it's accessible to the entire world, including uh, tens of thousands of criminals living in unregulated foreign countries. Of course, what do you think is going to happen? You know, yeah. there's some guy in the middle of uh, Eastern Europe or Africa or wherever they are, and they're trying to hack into, you know, a, a hundred places where my private information is. What, what am I supposed to do? It's a bad idea. I guess we're all just part of this big data roulette. Yeah, I know. So I can't get up in the morning and worry about that. If it, if it happens, yeah. odds are it's not going to happen to you. But if it does, well, there you go. It's like you're getting hit by a car. you got to, you know, just pick yourself up. and. Yeah, the only time this happened to me, I had a, a credit card with one of the, the airlines that's not even around anymore. And I had read years later that the, the bank that they used to run that, it was not a good operation. So, yeah, somebody got my credit card number and started running up charges in Vegas before yeah. I could stop it. Yeah, no, that was a pain in the neck. A couple, couple times that happened, but you know now, it, at least the cards I have, uh, and I just I just have the regular major companies. They they alert you immediately when something is outside the algorithm. They have such a detailed history of of your spending patterns, and most people do have patterns that when they see something that's a step outside, I always get alerts on my phone. Or my, my phone rings, or I get an email, or all things go off. I haven't got one of those in years, so yeah. I guess nothing's really going on. No, and they and, and they let you know. And then you just you know, press yes, it's your charge. No, it's not your charge. All right, we got more coming up. Uh, when we return, we had talked uh, some time ago about this idea in, in Boyle Heights neighborhood of Los Angeles to convert an old Sears building into a massive homeless shelter. 10,000 beds? We'll talk about it next, the update. John and Ken Show, KFI AM 640, live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. Hey, congratulations if you are buying gas in L.A. County. It has hit an all-time record high of $6.47 a gallon today. Ding, ding. Even higher than a few months ago when it had the big run-up. 
following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. We'll have more on that later on in the show. You know, it's not very often that our viewpoint and the viewpoint of, how would I put it, the homeless activist crazies actually coincide. (laughs) But they did in this story out of Boyle Heights. We mentioned a couple of months ago that the person that owns the old Sears building in Boyle Heights described as iconic. I'd never been there, so I don't know. Apparently had decided to convert it into huge homeless housing complex. 10,000 beds were to be set up in this former Sears building in Boyle Heights. That would be the most inner circle of hell, wouldn't it? Everybody connected to the story said no. The residents, the activists, and the John and Ken show. How often does that happen? (laughs) We have a vote on this. The activists thought it was going to be uh, like a concentration camp, Mm -hmm. like some sort of uh, big prison. They didn't like it for that reason. Obviously, some people in the neighborhood didn't like 10,000 homeless people coming into their neighborhood living in a gigantic building. And then there's us, which thought that that's also a bad idea, not only for the community, but it's crazy to put. You know what kind of problems you're going to have with 10,000 homeless people in one huge complex? Why? This is such an insane idea. This is is as nutty as banning uh, new parking spaces in the city. I mean, today is the day for ridiculous ideas. Well, the the guy who owns the property is named uh, Isaac Shomoff. Yeah, he he originally brought the he originally purchased the property in 2013. To give you an idea, it's 1.6 million square feet, and he was going to make it into some sort of mixed use hipster destination. I'm not sure what that means. I, I don't uh, know. Hip sounds, clothing shops and coffee places, and I don't know. He sounds like one of these wacky developers who has crazy ideas. I know. We'll have we'll have a homeless shelter, big tower, ten thousand homeless inside. I paid yeah. for it. It's he like, thought it'd be a good idea to try to solve the uh, homelessness crisis. That's stupid. Because everyone's always saying there's no place for these people to go. We don't well, have any shelter beds. Okay. So he wanted to instantly create 10,000 of and, them and why would, all in one place. Why would Boyle Heights want 10,000 people when most of them are not from Boyle Heights? Most of them are from other uh, states. You know, probably 60, 70 percent of the homeless in L.A. County are from outside California. So why should Boyle Heights... Heights have to absorb 10,000 of them in one building. Well, this is, is this guy an LSD? Is this some kind of hallucination? You can't even... Even Hilda Solis said, this project does not have the support of my office. You can't even put 100 people in a building without creating all kinds of mayhem. 100. The council district that this is in is Kevin DeLeon. He just said he'd be open to dialogue, but didn't support it or not support it. But this, this, is, this is one of those things that's impossible. Well, here's the update. They're scaling it back to 2,500 beds. That's still impossible. And they want to... But wait, there's more. They want to construct 3,000 units of permanent supporting, supportive housing behind the building. So it really would probably be 5,000 people there. It's, it's, the people in Boyle Heights aren't going to 
stand for this and they don't deserve this. Why would you pick on a poor community in Boyle Heights and send them thousands of derelicts? Well, I, I, they, I mean, that's, that's not what you do to a poor community. They you have been protesting. People marched outside the building. Yeah. No detention center at Sears. Do not warehouse the homeless. So that's another term they use, warehouse. No, no. Everybody in office in that district would get voted out of office if they approve this. No one's ever going to go along with this. This is a career killer. You, you bring, you bring uh, 5,000, 10,000, 2,000, whatever the number is. Then forget it. Your political career is over. Nobody wants and, this. And you're right. Barbara Martinez, who apparently is on the neighborhood council for Boyle Heights, said we should not have to house homeless people from outside the community. That's right. We are sick There's and no, tired of people coming and they, dumping I, here, she I, said. I think, they have, I think they have enough issues in that region, and, and they don't need thousands of people who are certifiably mentally ill. Yeah, there's no way Boyle Heights has 10,000 homeless people, so they would be coming from all over the county, probably. Certifiably addicted? Why would you, why would you ship in just the worst of humanity into a, a, a place that, that struggles with poverty every day? They struggle with crime issues, poverty issues. Now you're going give, to give them 10,000 people who don't function from minute to minute? It had a name. The Los Angeles Life Rebuilding Center. This, 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 uh, no walk ins. They were going to do it all by referral. Oh, well, so, like, one just, of those outreach workers comes up to you on the streets and says, Maybe we could send you here to a, the Sears building. One guy's stupid idea, Isaac Shomoth. Nobody, the, nobody took him seriously. There's no second person in favor of this. It's just him. Yeah, he had and, some sort of community meeting, and according to one, it was 100% against it. He, he probably had some figured he was going to be able to get, uh, uh, a, a boatload of government money and get rich off this. He probably it had said that here, kind yeah, of he was gonna He was going to front $400 million for the renovations and offer the city the option to buy or lease mm-hmm. the property. Oh, yeah, in the end, he has to get money. Yeah, I don't think he was doing this completely out of the goodness of his heart. No, 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 no. It's for money. No, absolutely. He doesn't care about homeless people. But, but he, he stuck with a white elephant of a building that nobody wants to move into. You know, now that Sears closed, what are you going to do with the building? There's no takers in this real estate market. You know, I was reading, because of the changes that the pandemic has brought, that one of the, one of the signature aspects of uh, city development over the years was office buildings, office skyscrapers, right? Because you wanted all your employees in one building. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of employees. It all work from one place, right? And and now that a lot of people are going to work from home forever, and we have the technology to pull that off forever, there is no need for those those one company tall office buildings, or for any company to rent out many many floors, just to have that synergy. It's not necessary anymore. Uh, Zoom alone was was. A huge revolution in communications. You know, Zoom really didn't exist in in common life very much until three years ago. So why would you pay rent for these huge buildings? Why would you build any of these buildings anymore? There's no there's no reason to. So they're gonna have all these empty skyscrapers 
empty office floors, and there's a movement to like, well, let's turn them into affordable housing. Let's turn them into residential. Uh, but, it, you know, good luck making money off that. What developer is going to want to take that project on if it means I got to make affordable housing? It's like, no, make luxury housing. That's how you make a, a big profit. All right, more coming up. John and Ken Show on KFI AM 640, live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. All right, we got the voter guide for you on the website, KFIAM640.com, the John and Ken page. We're going to talk about one that will get a lot of attention uh, leading up to the election day, November 8th, and that's, of course, the race uh, for L.A. mayor to replace, uh, what is that guy's name, That uh, the Indian ambassador? <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. I haven't seen him in so long that I don't remember his name. That's like... Uh, Spaghetti? What, did he get nine years? Yeah. He got an extra... Yeah, 2013 he came in. Yeah. He got an extra year and a half, I think. So, it's quite the uh, stark choice between the congresswoman, Karen Bass, and Rick Caruso. The headline is in the latest polling from UC Berkeley's Institute of Governmental Studies, that Caruso has closed a large part of the gap that he had with Bass since August. However, they broke this into kind of two different sort of polls. All registered voters and then those more likely to vote. And among all registered voters, they have them down 34-31. However, among all likely voters... It's a 15-point margin for Karen Bass. Okay. Now, this is where your problem is? Well, yes. Okay. I because, was just wondering. Your... Yeah, because generally, either, either this poll is completely absurd or something really uh, unusual is happening. Because most of the time, registered voters, by definition, are every single person who bothered to register, Right. And you end up with a, a very large pool of voters. Likely voters can be much smaller. It's people who are regularly committed to go. They vote in every election. They vote in every election. Okay. Obviously, so here they're usually older, richer, and whiter. Right. And in L.A. mayoral elections, that pool is really small. I mean, the turnout for mayoral elections, like Garcetti's. Oh, right. Like, when Garcetti got reelected, it was pathetically it, low. It was really tiny. Now, normally, because of the nature of the registered voters pool, that pool is not older and whiter, but it's younger and more minorities. And it's people who rarely vote. They're not paying attention. They're not tracking things. So a registered voter poll skews much more Democrat, much more liberal. And then the Republicans do a lot better in the likely voter poll because the older, whiter Republican voters are more intent on voting. Here, and this is the first one I've ever seen like this that I can remember, this one is reverse. The more conservative candidate does much better in the registered voter poll. And in fact, you have a third of those people haven't even decided yet. Well, the, the likely yeah. voters, which should be a more conservative group, there's a wider difference. That's that, and, and it should be a younger group. 
So what? So what gives? I've never seen that before. And here's what I think: the only other time that something like this was going on, but the pollsters didn't detect it, um, was the Trump election in 2016. Because it turns out part of the reason that the pollsters missed the Trump election was they had all these filters for likely voters, but a lot of people who voted uh, who voted rarely came out and voted for Trump. These were people who'd given up on the system. Didn't like Republicans, didn't like Democrats, thought the system was screwed. And Trump, though, burst through. He was something fresh, new, a savior to them, a non-politician, a guy who was talking about the things they cared about that neither party ever addressed. And so you had this huge number of not likely voters showing up to vote. And I'm wondering, just based on wandering around Los Angeles, there seems to be an unusual number of people interested in this election and talking about it. And I wonder if there's an unusual number of people who don't meet the criteria of a likely voter for an L.A. mayoral election, and they would break for Caruso in the way that voters broke for Trump in 2016. Well, let's not forget what happened in 2020, going along the same lines of your analysis. Trump got even more votes than 2016, and he lost. So I guess that was an example of uh, what you're talking about, the usual, because Biden picked up people that probably didn't vote in 2016 because Hillary didn't interest them. Right. But they wanted Trump out. Yes. This is always about the turnout, because for the most part, turnout is pathetic, particularly when you're talking about a mayor's race or a council race. or It's pathetic. The same number of people who can vote for president in the city of Los Angeles can vote for mayor in this election, but will not. A lot more of them, I'll bet you, turned out in 2020 to vote for Biden. Maybe a few in 2016 to vote for Trump. So it's always, I mean, how does Caruso move these people to vote? Apparently it says here, the real lackluster group are Latinos. They seem to be really just not particularly engaged in this election. Or maybe what you're saying is true. They are, but they're just not because they don't have a voting uh, record. It's not showing up in the Berkeley uh, research. Uh, well, first of all, we're, we've got the L.A. Times in Berkeley here. OK, so. Yeah, there might be a bias. <laughs> might be a bias or just incompetence. It says I here mean, those only moderately interested in voting favor Caruso, 33 percent to 14 percent with oh, half undecided. See, that that is really important. Moderately interested. Moderately interested. <laughs> because uh, our, That doesn't sound like they're going to vote to I, me. <laughs> well, it doesn't sound like they're not going to vote, though. They're moderately interested. They're not not interested. They don't How have... hard is you get a ballot in your mailbox, just check the Crusoe box and slip it in. Don't vote for anything else. Just mm. that. Why, why? I don't really. Because we don't live their lives, so we don't understand them. We, we also think it is. So they're all politicians. They're a-holes. This doesn't affect me. I'm tired of this. There's a lot of people only marginally connected to what's going on in, yeah. in society. They just don't care. It doesn't matter to them. And there's a good argument to make for that. I now mean, you know why he's spending so much money on TV and radio. Sure. Because he needs to wake sure. these people up. And it made, it, made, it made me understand why he went for the Scientology ad, too. Because I'm hearing more comments about that ad than all the rest of his ads combined. Some, some, <laughs> some hate it. Some love it. Some are puzzled by it. But it cut through. It made people's heads snap to look at that. Right. And 
I don't I I'm I'm convinced they tested that one out. And I have no idea what effect it's going to have. I mean, maybe it was a big gamble. I don't know. But, you know, when you're down the way he was down, you do stuff like that. See what happens. You got to shake shake the place well, up. Well, I think you're making a good point because I think people who are unlikely to vote, who are moderately interested, they're going to see an ad about the same old homeless problem and the same old USC scandal. But that Scientology one might kind of get their right. attention for a moment. <laughs> oh, is she really a supporter well, of those people? Well, because Chris could lay out all the homeless plans he's, he wants. Everybody's heard a million. Yeah, they're not ones. watching the debates. So let's put it right, that right, way. Right, they're right. But, but, but people have heard a million homeless plans, right? Yes. And same thing with Karen Bass. It's like, yeah, 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 we got crime. We got homeless. Everybody says they're going to fix it. Nobody does. But now, here comes this. Karen Bass is enthusiastically gushing over Scientologists. What the F? the hell is what kind of a weirdo is she she's like an alien uh, from another planet right now, right <laughs> it just makes you feel uncomfortable it's like well, i can't relate to that I, 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 she's well, who is she she's running i never heard of her what she's gonna what is she gonna do with scientologists now you move from moderately to more interested in voting yeah well yeah more interested in not voting for her because what does that mean She's going to have like a, 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 again, I'm putting this in the mind of a person who's barely paying attention. Is she going to bring all these Scientologists into government? Is that, is that who's going to run things? I know. Somebody's going to convert us all. Yeah. That's right. Somebody's <laughs> going to come knocking on my door? I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> Drag me away. Tom Cruise is interrogating it's, me. I... That's a freaky commercial. It, 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 it I, is. It, it does. It does pop out. Whenever it pops up on my TV in the background, I'm like, what is she yelling about? Oh, yeah, it's the Scientology yeah, uh, I know. rally. <laughs> this big golden stage that they created for her and all the minions <laughs> in the audience cheering in class. Like, what the hell? All right. Uh, we'll yeah. talk more because that's what we do. Johnny Kent Show, KFI AM 640 live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. Oh, here's news for the one or two people you see per day still wearing a mask outside. From the El Segundo Times, new coronavirus subvariant BA.2.75.2. Tops concerns. Remember it was simple? It was just Omicron or Delta? Top, tops concerns. How are you supposed to talk to somebody about that variant? Oh, my God. She's got the, the, the dot two dot seven five dot two. You've got to be kidding me. That was and it's a... the same two dopey reporters, Ron Gong, Lin the Second, Luke Money. Three years they've been writing this crap. Click, clickbait. They're Nothing given but... the COVID watch. Alarmist clickbait. Oh, it is. I, it's they, all about, they, they... there's already rising cases in New York City. There yeah. is. Well, one of one of those variations, and they, they all had incomprehensible jumbles of numbers and letters. One of them, it said, the scientists were really concerned and closely watching this particular variant. And the next paragraph, it said, well, there's already been one case. One, ca <laughs> one case. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, it says here, Fauci identified the BA.2.75.2 as one that looks suspicious. It might start to evolve as a troublesome variant. Uh -huh. Well, it's not been found wild, widely in the United States. And uh, they're counting well, it separately from the less worrisome, but well, similarly named BA.2.75. Look, if they only found it in one guy, they should lock that 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 person up. Right? Yeah, do what China does. That's right. Seal him off in his apartment. Drag him away. Drag him away. Lose him. Oh, this article is like eye glazing. Holy oh, it's, mackerel. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, my God. It's terrible.
monoclonal it's, it's, antibodies. It's, it's, it's boring. It's repetitive. It's filled with all these numbers and letters. It's nothing a normal person can relate to. Like I but, said, but, for the two people a day you see outside wearing masks, they would really be into this. Yeah. I do. I see one or two a day still. That's it. Yeah, and they, they, they fit a type, too. They, they amuse me. Is that right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't analyzed their time. I have a, you know, it's been a while since I was able to set up a new uh, a bank of stereotypes, and now I have, I have a, new, uh, oh. a new factor. A new factor? There's only certain kinds of people who wear those masks. All right. Well, if you're uh, curious, Forbes has put out the 400 list about America's wealthiest people, and a total of 80 Californians made the list. Almost 20 more than the state with the second most. How many times have we told you on this show that we have the very, very wealthy and the very, very poor in way out of proportion numbers to the rest of the country? And But but by the way, some of these people, I, I would assume they pay taxes or what pays a lot of the income taxes and taxes in the state. Uh, they gave the list here in this article of the top people. Not surprisingly... What would be the number one category of employment? Of course, it would be tech. Google, Facebook, WhatsApp, Apple, Intel, Zoom, Yahoo, and eBay led the list of the richest people. The former CEO of Alphabet, that's the parent company of Google. When did they become Alphabet? Oh, anyway. A few years ago. Larry Page is considered the wealthiest person in the state with a net worth of Ninety-three billion, and by the way, I guess Elon well, Musk he, left, he, right? Doesn't he? Isn't he Texas now mostly? Or yeah, you, well, you know what's you know what's funny is a lot of these companies are just advertising companies. They're not much different than the old media giants. Most of Google's money comes from selling comes ads, from, right? With the ads, most yeah, of Facebook's absolutely. money is selling ads. You know, eBay. But honestly, is, is there anybody in the world when they're going to search for something doesn't use Google? I know no, they had a couple of competitors, but did, they did not pan out. No, it's, it's a very effective service, but it, it's it's advertising. That's where the money is. Yeah, I mean, they, everybody calls it tech, and it's like, well, no, it's just like what uh, all the other, it's what newspapers and TV and radio and everything else uh, used to be. He is the sixth richest person in the country. And he came ahead of, oh, it's been a tough time for Mark Zuckerberg, the meta CEO because his net worth declined from last year. He fell to number three in the state with about a net worth of fifty-eight billion dollars. I don't. I, I, One and two, by the way, are the two Google guys. Sergey don't you think Brin those guys don't, don't really pay attention to that stuff? Oh no, of course they don't. Yeah. Although, is it a bit like having the biggest, you know, penis? You want to brag yeah. that you're Trump yeah. always liked to talk about his. Yeah, Trump did, yeah, but but Trump was always, was always faking how much money he had. Yeah, that's true. But the guys, the guys with a lot of money, I don't, I don't think they're they're looking at lists. I don't know. I just uh, once you have X billion, there's no way you can spend it. So what does it matter? Yeah. The richest woman in the state is Laureen Powell Jobs. Can you guess where she got her money? Uh, Apple, Disney. She inherited from her late husband Steve Jobs. She is supposedly worth thirteen. Billion. It takes a while before you get to something outside of tech, like investing. Charles Schwab, eleven billion. The Charles Schwab. I didn't know there was a guy still alive who actually was Charles Schwab. I thought that yeah. was one of those names from the eighteen hundreds yeah, that was. they kept alive as a brand. 
But there is a Charles Schwab, and he's worth a ton of money. I wonder if that's the original Charles Schwab or like a son of a son or a grandson. Schwab the fifth. Well, they've been around a long time. You're right. I would ask the same question. But see, that's another that's another thing where 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 they're what they do is they just take a cut, right? Yeah, right. Your investment. People are buying and selling stocks, and they they're the middleman. They take the cut, like eBay, right? People are buying and selling junk, and they take a cut in the middle. But it's not. I mean, the genius was the tech guys, the engineers who built the system, but they don't. They're not the ones who walk away with billions. Right. It's it's these. uh, these founders who, who uh, they don't necessarily invent the idea, but they create the organization, and then they live off selling ads, taking a cut of sales. The three wealthiest people in the country are Elon Musk. See, I told you he's Texas right. now. And then you have uh, Jeff Bezos See, and Bill Gates. Now, Musk, he makes things. I, 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 I respect his fortune more. I see. Because well, he because makes cars. Something cars he has and SpaceX. And yes, he has, he has factories and he's got and he rockets. And he digs tunnels. And he right. builds tunnels. Yeah, now that's cool. I can relate to him. No, oh, I get it. Yeah. All right, we got more coming up in the Johnny Ken Show. KFI AM 640, uh, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.